Stormwatch. 2023. <laughs> we are, we're Here do we this are. For 15 minutes. On the streets of. I was trying to do it oh. like NPR. Oh, yeah. On the streets of Los Angeles County. <laughs> there has been. A, an unprecedented, historic... Hey, what's that lady doing over there? Uh, ignore that person behind me. Hey! Uh, you're fine. I'm trying to record a podcast, sir. You want the news? Uh, yes, but uh, kind of. It's a podcast. You know what? Never mind. Oh, oh can you see me? Yes, I can see. I'm a person. What are hey, you? Hello. <laughs> All right. This has gone <laughs> off track. There's a hurricane. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Yo Is This Racist, the podcast. Oh, the weather podcast. The, the weather podcast. Last week we cosplayed as uh, a podcast all about the Montgomery Brawl and yeah. only about the Montgomery Brawl. This week is a instead of instead of uh, normally our podcast is about whether or not something is racist. Oh God! No, it's oh. just weather, weather <laughs> at all. Bring that guy back. Hey, hey sir, do where'd you, your friend go? Do you want to be on a podcast instead yeah, of my okay. host? <laughs> Here, hold this. Who's it's a this guy? Oh. oh. Um, I'm Tony Newsom. That's Andrew T. Playing several insufferable characters. <laughs> Whoa! And First of all, no, I am an insufferable character. And then, <laughs> and then we just saw a guy. <laughs> and then we saw a guy who was fine. Uh, then we got our producer, Kevin Bartelt, who has a stomach ache already, I'm sure, from the <laughs> opening to this. It's my first mental stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to it. Um, this is, yeah, usually the podcast about racism where we answer your questions and is this week as well. But yes. we are just having a little fun <laughs> because we... Uh, we were just talking about how we have no news, largely because only hurricane stuff was in my brain. Yeah. Um, SoCal is experiencing... Uh, I guess it's a tropical storm. We're in the middle of it. We're literally recording this at uh, one o'clock on Sunday, so, yeah. you know. I guess that's true. There's there's a world where <laughs> some version of this is... We're going to say something very <laughs> depressing yeah, or very... Like- ironically sad no i'm sitting here going like right now it just feels like heavy rain which we expected but yeah just Mm -hmm. hoping everyone stays safe i uh it's it's wild because having lived places as all of us have with way more weather events than (laughs) socal has i i found myself not being cavalier about it but just kind of being like oh i wonder how much of the panic at hurricane hillary that i'm feeling from people is just because like we, we, if you grew up here, you lived your whole life in LA, you just don't know how to do weather. And like any amount of like yeah, heavy rain seems really scary. Problem. Yeah. But then I was like, the other issue is the we whole, don't have the infrastructure. Yeah, the whole here. city is grew up in LA. The whole city grew up here and Here's is bad the, at it. Yeah. So. Our electrical grid grew up in LA. Yeah. Our, our uh, sewage and water system grew up in LA. Yeah. And so, and especially for our, you know, unhoused population, that's oh, yeah, that's absolutely wild. I can't imagine what it's like down on Skid Row today. That was um, very. We were um, doing solidarity and snacks yesterday, which I guess I should uh, mention because uh, that's a mutual aid group. If you're a longtime listener, that um, I've been trying to help out with as much as I can. I have been able to do less just because of feeling tired after strike stuff. Yeah, but also because so many of the folks who like like the 
the um, contributions of money um, typically come from people who work uh, in industry in, in show business. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, uh, I, sh I should just mention, yeah, Solidarity and Snacks is always in need of funds, mm -hmm. but um, the funding sources have been getting leaner during the strike. Oh, um, good to know. So if you can, um, you know, and but I know it is one of those things. I mean, in the past, we've also plugged the like entertainment community fund and, um, you know, yeah. and we, we plug our own stuff because we are also on strike and appreciate the support. So, yeah, we don't want you to feel like we're just like constantly. Yeah, constantly asking for money or mentioning it. But I don't know. I mean, it is it is a fact that yeah. was it was on the signal group yesterday. Here's um, a here's an idea. Find a, a person in your life wealthier than you. Yeah. And say to them, hey, you want to help out with this mutual aid group I heard about? Yeah. Bug bug them. Yeah. I will say, um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously, to the extent that we make everything about the stuff that we talk about and not that we make it is because it's the reality. Um, obviously, like climate justice and racial mm. climate justice is a big thing we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's probably not a surprise to people that Skid Row is extremely, uh, uh, extremely black in Los Angeles, but many unhoused folks, it's just like um, people who, you know, aren't white are make up disproportionate numbers of unhoused folks. Um, but also the thing that I realized yesterday at the distro, um, you know, all of us folks who have lots of access to communication mm. uh, and, you know, things like, you know, even Twitter or whatever, which depressingly we've been getting a lot of our information from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I was it was one of those things we were we were trying to hand out some extra rain gear yesterday mm. and we did get a couple of like, why? Right, and yeah, it, like, uh, yeah. what's going on? Sure. Yeah, so so there were people who, um, I'm sure there were people who were aware that just that was not, didn't end up being a conversation, but it yeah. did stick out to me. Multiple people um, at a, I would say, significantly higher percentage than I thought I expected were like, what hurricane? Right, um, and that's the scary thing about climate change because, you yeah. know, if you live in the hurricane belt, if someone comes up and says, hey, we're handing out supplies for the storm, even if you don't have Twitter, you probably understand a little bit yeah. <laughs> quicker or you you know why that's happening. Whereas yeah. in Los Angeles, if I was living on the street and didn't have access to the internet and someone walked up to me and said, hey, watch out for that hurricane tomorrow. Yeah. I would simply think they were nuts. Yeah. There's, I would laugh in that. their face. It is also like like lots of folks uh, on Skid Row do have access to the internet, but it's still just like it wasn't like a, I don't know, not a priority yeah. or, or, you know, there's just a lot of shit going on. Not widely known or not yeah. understood how, again, like what the severity of it is going to be. And we still don't understand that because yeah. we're er we don't know. early hours of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything could happen. But yeah, also uh, in a rare move, uh, Tani and I are uh, podcasting together because... Mm -hmm. uh, I think at the time, my main logic was, obviously, uh, as Tony was just saying before we started recording, there's like four of everything here. So if shit really goes goes off. Um, but also, in particular, my place in Echo Park is like kind of like old and shitty. And mm. there was a world where I was like, <laughs> if I lose power, we can't podcast. Wow. <laughs> which, I'm glad you have your priorities aligned. Which really... Andrew. which really. Uh, you hear that, like, listeners? You all come first, <laughs> ahead of Andrew's safety. <laughs> well, safety of sorts. I mean, the only probable possible issue, I guess, would be 
if things really go amok up here, it won't. It's gonna be. I they won't. I and shouldn't then. say they won't like all cavalier, <laughs> but I truly was like because yeah, I, yeah. I had a lot of friends checking in on me because I know I live far out and being like, "Are you sure you shouldn't stay in the city?" And I was like, "Guys, I love you. I just I'm, I'm watching everyone to like run to Costco to get water, and I'm like, I I have five thousand gallons in a tank, yeah, sitting on a hill that's just for me, yeah. I I have propane. I have so many pairs of boots. You know how many pairs Andrew showed up here without boots. I didn't. There's I sh- five pairs of boots in a storage container at the bottom of the hill, just just for emergencies. For any any uh, anyone who uh, remembers our um, San Francisco SF Sketchfest live show, oh my God. Um, this is worse than that. That time I showed up to San Francisco, California, in what February? February? Yes, without closed-toed shoes. Yeah, this, this time, time I showed up to a hurricane yeah. without socks. <laughs> I kind of want to circle back really quick to God. If I don't have power, I can't podcast. Cut to guy who interrupts the news. Like, hey, what are you doing? Hey. Oh my God. Y'all podcasted? Andrew did say, Can I bring any supplies up here? And I should have thought to say, Your own socks and shoes. Yeah. I, I, but that's why you're friends with the doomsday prepper because we have boots, we yeah. have socks. Rain gear. To give a list of my priorities, I have dog, uh huh, dog food, uh huh. Forgot to bring the dog's harness. You had some romaine lettuce that was going to go bad. That was imminent. I had romaine lettuce. I I I basically looked at my fridge and I was like, anything that's going to die in in the next thirty six hours comes with, um, and a a little tin of uh, preserved octopus that I just had. These were Andrew's priorities. That's literally it. And but the truly, gum in my car. I, I did want to send out like a mass. I almost did a front facing Instagram story, which I oh. ne- never do because I got so many really lovely texts yesterday checking in on me, not just from like, you know, the aunties and the people in other states who are like, California's going to drown. I hope you're okay. But also my straight up friends in Los Angeles that were like, you should come into the city. Don't be out on the mountain by yourself. Nate's not here. So everyone was just like very concerned. Yeah. And I wanted to be like, y'all, I not to be again i don't want to be a jerk but i feel like i'm way more prepared i'm insufferable because i'm so prepared yeah this is this is my toxic personality tawny's worst trait coming to shine i have there's so many solar batteries just ready to go (laughs) i have so many little lanterns um i'm ready i have a 50 pound bag of white rice that's right and i confidently said that on a on a 50 percent chinese group chat i said i guarantee i have more stored rice than any of you yeah, that's, that's... and jessica Gao said that was the boldest thing she'd heard all yeah. day yeah <laughs> fucked up but true and it was true that's how confident i was i said it to two chinese people <laughs> so anyway yeah uh, so this is so we're we're um i'm i'm living the I'm not living the prepper life. I'm living the straggler in the apocalypse who just showed up. No, but now, but once you're here, you you get folded into prepper life. Well, you, that's, you get a little task, you get a, yeah. a job. You have to you have a role to fulfill. Oh my god, I didn't do my fucking role. You literally gave me one job on the way down here, yeah. one chore, and I I forgot to do it. Yeah, I asked him to bring the trash bags down. That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> I'll do it during the break. You know what? There's a lot of time to train you up. Yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you ready. You'll be a. You'll be a little soldier for the compound. This soon is enough. this is a, some real first act of the, of the of the movie. Unfortunately, I might be the one the character that gets made an example of when when shit goes bad. But no. we'll see. Okay. We'll see. We have to That's stop saying, saying ominous shit. No, I. We have to. 
mostly say ominous shit so that hopefully we can dodge it. Look, whatever happens. Yeah, we podcasted. <laughs> Never let it be said that we, we didn't, didn't podcast. podcast. Never let it be said that we were too concerned with our <laughs> safety to get these podcasts yeah. out. No, but yeah, I hope that everyone is taking this, this seriously. Yes. So that they then can do bits and jokes. I mean, the by the time by the time they hear this, it'll sort of be clear what's happened. So like we don't know. But yeah, yeah we are we are uh bunkered down. We're we're trying to um get this done before I don't know. Kevin Kevin is still on Zoom, but Yeah. I think seems fine. Kevin, what's the weather now? weather report from good old sunny east side? Looking pretty good right now. Actually, the rain going down a little bit. Um, but my, I saw some friends last night, and they all, my hedgehog Clippy is behind me. A lot of people <laughs> voting that Clippy needs to have a little life, like life preserver. Oh my oh, god! Sure, sure. So there might be a jacket. little <laughs> makeshift boat uh, in the works for Clippy. Um, oh my god! So we're pretty excited about that. Please put Clippy in a little life jacket. Uh, I should have gotten. I, I actually have a little vest that Peanut hates to wear, but a lifesaver vest. Well, it's like a puffy vest, but in in the right like we can fill it up with air. Yeah, you can make it look like a, a little life vest. <laughs> oh man, that's what we need. That's what we should have done. Okay, um, well, look. For and that if it on feels socials, like everyone. we're being loosey goosey and uh, talking as if this is our premium show, Yo Can We Live? Available Ooh. at suboptimalpods.com. Uh, it kind of is because we're mm-hmm. sort of filibustering, but it it definitely isn't because I'm going to promise you now to the subscribers of <laughs> Yo We Live uh, a long, no, a short but harrowing tale about why I'm very hungover right now. So find out. <laughs> it's, it's really something that I had... <laughs> uh, I unwittingly took part in, but I, I was the, the most vocal opponent you yeah you were I mean yeah this is this has been I tried there's plenty of plenty of dramatic tension in <laughs> in this in this exchange here but so you'll find out about that mm-hmm. uh, and it that incorporates actually in one tale all of the existing bits for Yoko we live all of them I so it incorporates so. a Chicago corner a tea on the mountain yeah a <laughs> what are that's our other the bits? main one yeah and an excellency and an excellency <laughs> you're right wow. Wow, a rare turducken uh, Yo Can We Live episode. Tune into that this Friday. Please subscribe at suboptimalpods.com. Okay, just flexing quickly to strike news. We're still on strike. We don't have a ton of updates. We got a very uh, nice voicemail, um, whatever, a couple in the inbox this week, um, just from someone who was, uh, shoot, I believe she said she was from Kentucky and just appreciated the, the strike update. So we are... I'm going to get back on it when um, striking resumes. (laughs) Yeah, all the picketing was canceled for uh, tomorrow, Monday, because of the inclement weather. um, So we'll see. It's nice that the guilds are, you know, keeping everybody safe. But we'll be back out there Tuesday, weather permitting. And there's been some small, uh, you know, Negotiating is actually happening, which is, is, I think, different than last time. So that does mean... Um, we not to, I, this is sounding like this has been all promo, but I do want to get more, um, picket diaries. Oh yeah. Uh, because those have been really fun to do. We've got another one in the can already and then we'll, we'll get some more going, but yeah, it's been yeah. fun to just like talk to people on the lines. Yeah. Uh, what do we call that? Picket cast. Picket um, cast. You can subscribe to that as well in the suboptimal bundle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, voicemails. Uh, voicemails. I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, I feel like, yeah, you know, uh, 
yeah, it's just normal the, the normal thing, which is the hurricane is under extra underlining. Fucking take care of everyone. Mm-hmm. They are only going to take care of you as long as it profits them. So there's you know hopefully it's not going to be moments of we have to do this for ourselves. But um, oh, I will say I this is also depressing, but the, and this is also related to climate justice. Uh, or just a colonial justice as well. Uh, There was a nice tweet thread from Wendell Pierce to the residents of Maui Mm -hmm. uh, about um, just, uh, uh, he he was on The Wire as how I know him best. And he was also on Treme, which I did not really watch, but uh, I did not realize, um, and maybe I would have if I watched more of Treme, that he is uh, from New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Um, So he had a nice tweet thread um, kind of from two specific communities but also that in a way weirdly was like broadly for kind of everyone as as uh this terrible planet continues which was um just sort of like talking about the experience of after katrina people getting lowballed or having like insurance shenanigans mm-hmm, happen mm-hmm. to their uh, for their property and basically having land uh, stolen from them mm-hmm. um which sort of for many historical reasons goes doubly for like the um any native folks um in Maui mm-hmm. um after these fires um but you know and he he just he he kind of drew all these um things together um I- including like talk to the people in Puerto Rico mm-hmm. um it was just interesting to see that, like, yeah, all these things are very, very, very specific, but they all are all the same fucking pattern of yeah. shit. And if you've never been through any sort of natural disaster before, yeah. uh, we had a terrible fire here at our property in 2020. Yes. I've had friends who've had really terrible house fires. Uh, the, the big piece of advice is just, oh, as Kevin talked about before on here, too, beware of the people that just show up offering help yeah you really need to vet you know people can just show up and swoop in and seem like they're yeah here to help you and i just feel like again because we don't have disasters like this here yeah and because it's like so predatory the people that show up right after you've had an immense tragedy or a loss yeah and um offer to help um to the extent that you can it's really hard but really really be skeptical don't make decisions quickly um yeah so for these folks here in la who aren't used to this weather for the folks in maui maui who aren't used to fires like that it's just uh it's less uh you're less likely to know this stuff um and to be fair it's it's less it it is not likely that this type of thing is going to happen in la this time but i guess it's not impossible but it's more just like this is what like the the like the people that are i guess in charge the white folks who are in charge, the man, uh, is very willing to turn tragedy into their own profit at without regard to you. And this goes for so many things that we just talked about. All right. Nice. Break. We need a break. Back from the break. Um, yeah. Kevin, was there anything you wanted to add? I realized because we're on Zoom, I didn't know if uh, you were trying to jump in and we didn't let you. No, yeah, it was cutting out a little bit, so I was just uh, being quiet. I um, oh. nope, I totally echo what you say of be cautious of people that are offering help. It sounds sad, but it's true. Of like when my fiance and I had the house fire last year, the garage fire, people were selling their 
businesses to us while the fire department was still putting the fire out. Mm. So like people are just ruthless and horrible. And so especially with like you were both saying with the fires and with hurricanes and stuff, like a lot of people are going to try to offer help, but have uh, mm-hmm. um, some devious other plans going on. So just be cautious and you know Jesus. try to help where you can, but be cautious about people who are offering yeah. help specifically like strangers and random employees that you've never met before. Yeah. Strangers with a business card oh, coming yep, up exactly. right after a tragedy. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we hope there's no tragedies, no more tragedies I- anywhere. Yeah. Except for the grand tragedy of racism. <laughs> we and we don't hope that, hope that happens, yeah, we, we know yeah. it will. Yeah, that's right. That's our promise to you is that we know it's, it's there. Uh, it, we will always know about it. That's what we promise. Racism you. continues to be America's number one renewable resource. Um, that is wow. that is just a fact. Only they could turn that into <laughs> fossil fuels. Oh, it's the the old fossils being racist, but not necessarily that. No offshore you know, drilling. We've got <laughs> yeah, we've got plenty of racism. We got here. racism at home. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I don't even. I even more than usual. Don't remember what the voicemails are. This Great. Week, so, Let's kick ho- one hopefully off. they're good. Hey, this question is for Judge Tawny. Um, has oh. the musical Hamilton been gentrified, or was it ever oh black? Oh boy. Or what's the oh deal? Boy. Uh, main oh. reason I ask is because the white folks in my life feel a way about Hamilton that makes me uncomfortable. So I figured I'd ask you, uh, seeing that musicals and black culture seem to be your uh, bailiwick. Thanks. Uh. <laughs> Oh, don't no. explain. Don't explain why you're asking. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was both set up. I was set up in both senses of that phrase. <laughs> um, no one likes to hear the word bailiwick. I'm sorry, caller. Oh, I don't like. I don't like talking about Hamilton because, first of all, I don't feel equipped. I've never seen it. Yeah, I that's probably the, the best reason. <laughs> that's the best reason. Also, like, I like Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, I I believe he at one time or another was a, a listener of this show, so I don't know if he's oh, sure. listening now. I don't know if someone's going to send him this episode because we are talking about his show. <laughs> so I just want to be mindful of it, me not knowing enough about the uh, the show. Yeah, I will say there have been arguments about uh, you know that I know he has engaged in about how it is odd and maybe not the most comfortable thing that Hamilton basically you know did a cool thing which was cast a bunch of black and brown actors but then the criticism is did did that then sanitize a bunch of old white legacies and make it like hey this feels hip and young and woke when really it's like we're talking about slave owners yeah but having not seen the show i'm not equipped to get that debate but i I think and and to the extent that it is easy to talk about any of this um regardless of um you know what (laughs) who's listening to this truly is that like authorship and creation gets taken by your audience Mm -hmm. or sorry by an audience Mm -hmm. and that is obviously outside of the hands of the the creator of the thing Mm -hmm. because i think i think like both can be true which is that like you know for what it is i'm not really like as people are well aware, I guess I'm not not a musical person, but I'm not a musical person. Sure. No one, I, I just don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like, but you can see the impact it has on 
as the caller put it, like white people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, There's a specific brand of white person that loves Hamilton. Yeah. And, and you that, can't control the audience. Yeah. And that doesn't mean they're bad. Yeah. It, it might mean they're a little annoying. But yeah. There's plenty of. But look, uh, ha- can I introduce you to Beatles fans? Yeah. <laughs> I, I would, you know, as, as, uh, but, you know, by that same token, I think that is probably why I have been loath to engage with it personally. Yeah. Um, but my list of shit like that, that's like, I'm sure the thing is fine, but I don't want to be part of the culture. Um, and you know, this, this list is, uh, not, it's not good that I have this list, but like, for instance, like the Grateful Dead, Monty Python, Rick and Morty, like (laughs) all the things that are like the, the art at the center of them, you know, for, to varying degrees, fine. Yeah. Or good even. Yeah. Um, but the culture around them um, is just, like, not for me. Yeah, that's fine to have things that aren't for you. Yeah. So I think Hamilton's kind of in that same place for me, which is I'm just like, I've never seen it. I don't really want to talk to any huge Hamilton fans about Hamilton. <laughs> that That's kind yeah. of where I live. It's also, you know, like, we talked about this when, we, when I explained uh, musicals to you a couple months ago when we <laughs> yeah. saw Sunday in the Park Hell George. Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, there is really some, I think in a way that other art forms, uh, there's something about musicals, maybe because they are like jazz, one of the only like homegrown, truly American, uh, yeah. uh, art, artistic expressions. There's something about them that are so hardcore time stamped, like when they come out, especially when they're groundbreaking, yeah. they have, they have an impact. They change the, the conversation around musical theater for that moment and then they're kind of like frozen in amber a little yeah. bit. So I, I think thinking about when it came out, you know, there's a lot to be said for what it did for um, color conscious casting. And I think that the fact that it arguably launched some really incredible careers. Yeah. that All that stuff is such a net positive that I'm just like, so what if I don't like yeah, it? Yeah. I do like the music. I just like musicals. I have a complicated relationship with them these days. Yeah. I, I me. mean, I think it's like pretty. Yeah. Well, that is the other thing. It's like there, there's also like, I also, you know, with all the things I mentioned, don't have a desire to like, sorry, not, well, no, I guess I don't have a desire. So <laughs> wait a second, which is like to f- get to the bottom or find the sub, culture within the large culture that i do find yeah you know very like more interesting or engaging you know i mean i i will say this just because we are um casting from uh you know the the house that not not that trek built but that (laughs) trek supplies yeah the house that trek uh pays the bank for (laughs) keeps in rice keeps in rice (laughs) trek keeps me in like much rice 50 pounds of rice <laughs> um wait, which is that like i think Please, star trek i'm sorry i just need someone i need some <laughs> fan to make me a t-shirt that says trek keeps me in much rice trek yeah oh trek, trek keep tawny in much rice in much rice with just like a bowl of rice coming out of a replicator please <laughs> it sounds like one of andrew's shirts <laughs> yeah. i know but i i want yeah this, this is for shirt. this yeah. is for tawny make sure it's just <laughs> off center yeah well what i would say is that like like star trek fell into that category for me as well which is like i broadly like didn't particularly want to like talk about star trek with your average star trek fans sorry um but well that part of it is i would i would say a little bit at least to my stereotype you are not the average star trek fan hell yeah 
Um, and through through you, like, but also, you know, not to go back to the first part and our constant harping about the uh, uh, strike, but like meeting meeting so many Trek writers on the picket line. Yeah. Um, but you know, skewing towards not white men, I would mm-hmm. I would say just off the top of my head, um, has helped a lot. So I'm much more engaged in Star Trek. And then as that has gone on, um, the amount of passive Star Trek I have in my brain has really yeah, blossomed. Sorry, I fucked up everybody's algorithm. <laughs> sorry. I just know a lot more about this shit than I thought. Yeah. No, but <laughs> that, I, is, that is interesting, though, when you see it, it is, you know, you, you've spent a lot more time, obviously, in writer's rooms than I have. But when you meet, like, I, I mean, the entire, like, uh, season five Discovery writer's room was on the line the other day. Yeah. And, like, when you see everybody, it's like, Oh, this feels very diverse. Yeah, which yeah. to me feels different than a lot of. I TV. think yeah, and and I I will say also, um, I mean it. I'm gonna say it's a good thing. It doesn't. I guess it won't always necessarily be a good thing for the creativity. But I, by and large, Star Trek writers seem to be Star Trek fans, mm-hmm. whereas like you know in other shows, especially new shows, like how could you even be a fan of the thing? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just like oh, you people fucking love this shit, <laughs> and There's, it's like yeah. I, I think it has a thing where some the people who maybe don't love it as much, or maybe for them it's just a job and they're like yeah. fine with it. I think they just like stay a little quiet. That's we're true, so yeah. intense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's fair. So I wonder if there are some secret. And it's also fair to just have a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think we, uh, I think we make it a little challenging for them. But uh, yeah, that's fair. I guess. All are welcome. No, I mean, yeah, but that that has been an example of like a transition from like I don't really fuck with this shit to like oh yeah 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 this yeah. is this is this is good. I understand. I understand the good parts of this. I mean, the other example is like um, Reddit, which broadly, obviously, terrible because it's like a tech thing and has such a basis in like white tech bro culture. But it is pretty broad, and there's mm-hmm. plenty of people on there that I'm like, okay, this is actually really smart. There's plenty of communities where I'm like, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, that's sort of like a good example of the thing where I'm like, all right, yeah, you know. So caller, you're allowed oh, to yeah. not like whoever you don't like. <laughs> but it, I, I think that's the thing. You're fine to not like Hamilton just or on the, the basis of who... Hamilton fans. If yeah, you it want. sounds like it sounds like you're being put off by these fans, which of the, also of might like, just be... or like white Hamilton fans. And if you like me, don't have the energy to like find yeah. better Hamilton fans. Yeah, I think it's fine. I also, I right. I want to just I want to just point out it's it, it might be the Hamilton of it, but I guarantee if you met a bunch of Les Mis fans, yeah, you you may not love that vibe either. Yeah, I think I think it's just like you know musical theater itself has an energy musical theater fans themselves have a variant of that energy Look, we just we love to emote <laughs> and we love other people to be around for it yeah <laughs> yeah that's that feels yeah so emoting in private that's that's level one bullshit we like to emote publicly <laughs> <laughs> and performatively you know what and and i guess to the specific hamilton of it too the other way to look at it is like there are plenty of white hip hop fans who after who you're like, okay, you are both too familiar and <laughs> taking this too far. And there are plenty that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hamilton by introducing, you know, hip hop style yeah. music like yeah. exacerbates that dynamic. So like, you know, it's there. Um, and I think it's fine for it not to be Hamilton's fault. 
Yeah. <laughs> and yet you still feel this way. Mr. Hamilton, yeah. it's not your fault. Your fans are irritating. There's lots of irritating fans. Again. Yeah. You know. Everything listen, the nothing nothing that can't get ruined by people. Ah, what a beautiful sentiment. <laughs> yeah. But also, I guess to go back to one of my favorite t-shirts that we have still have not made, it is also true that being corny is not a crime. Being corny is not a crime. That is a great point. <laughs> so I actually forgot that that was an on mic conversation. I thought that was a personal convo about one of our auxiliary friends. <laughs> it was both. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Let's kick the next voicemail. Here we go. Hi. Um, I am a black woman who kind of recently in the last six months quit a job and that this was going to be kind of a question, kind of a snitch, but essentially I was working for a museum slash cultural institution that mm. was specifically geared towards African-American people. So all the people who were working there, except for like one or two people, everyone was black. Most of the people working there were black women, such as myself. And after three months of the job, I have like never been more traumatized at a job than working in that Ooh. museum. Part of it might be museum work is inherently, and nonprofit work in a lot of, you know, senses, um, is inherently exploitative. But most of the things that I was experiencing Ooh. was like profound gaslighting and like emotional, like toxicity from the people in charge, like specifically the CEO and the president, CEO slash president, like she's one person. And, you know, some information has come to light, and it's just very clear that she's incredibly homophobic, definitely incredibly elitist. Like, she's, like, demoted a bunch of people because they didn't have degrees. Like, she showed up a year ago, and people who had been working there for four or five years in, you know, supervisory capacities were demoted down to managers or, you know, middle management or whatever because they didn't have the degree that this woman wanted them to have, right? So, like, stuff like that. But then it also turns out that she's, like, pretty conservative, not just, you know, fiscally, but also, like, literally once she said, like, oh, you and you young people and your woke agenda. It's like, girl, <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about? So, essentially, I left this job literally kicking and screaming. Like, I was, like, coming home every single day, like, sobbing because of the way that the people who worked there, like, made me feel and I'm just wondering, is it racist or is it a problem, I guess? It's probably not racist, but do you think it's, like, more of a problem than not if I was to write, like, a pretty negative glass door review? Like, I don't know. Like, part of me is, like, I should warn potential applicants who, like, people who were, like me, so unbelievably stoked and excited and, like, honored to work there and then just came out the other side literally three months later, like, maybe like I think it was like three and a half months later, like fully traumatized with like my self-esteem, like at the ground. You know what I mean? Like, should I tell people like, don't work here? I don't know. I don't want to like get the institution. Cause the thing is like the institution itself, like does theoretically good work. Right. And like, I don't know. I don't know. Is that racist? Is, is that a problem? Am I the problem? Let me know. Sorry. This is long. Okay. Love you. Bye. 
Thanks, caller. Sorry. Thank you, caller. I'm sorry that you went through that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I do love when people are just like in the weeds of their work drama. I know. And we did like, encourage her. She's the CEO her. slash president, and she is, you know, she didn't even have a degree last year. She showed up here, and I'm like, ooh, girl, yes, give me the tea. I don't know who this person is or really where you're talking oh, what about. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I remember now uh, when, when I picked this, um, like, Part of it actually was like not to like keep tying things back, but like sort of this this like uh, a, a variation on the predators of, who are trying to help thing. Because mm-hmm. um, after after the Maui fires, there were all these people that were like, "Hey, don't forget, do not give money to the Red Cross. The Red Cross mm-hmm. steal your money. Do not mm-hmm. largely help people, but they have you know such a good reputation, whatever." Um, and I actually think like. It's so, I mean, it's not weird. It, it makes plenty of sense, but it is such a thing that like, you know, quote unquote, good institutions mm. um, have such bad practices internally. And also that starts to reflect other practices externally. Mm. Um, and that the people that work for them so often are like sort of like held emotional hostage. Yeah. Um, and- by by this thing like oh you oh you're gonna denigrate a in this case like black institution but it's mm-hmm. like yeah but if they're <laughs> like treating, they should be held to a higher standard yeah and my whatever, question like the same standard was just like if they're treating the people they work closely with this badly how can they really be doing that much good yeah because if this is how they think it's okay to treat people yeah then that's going to trickle into their yeah their, the work they're doing it's like such a a, a factor of like the fact that so much like quote good work or you know yeah quote good work i guess has to be done in because of i don't know american capitalism i suppose through philanthropy and that makes it ultimately at the whim of rich people and that makes it very susceptible to a bunch of bullshit (laughs) yeah and i also look i'm kind of a burn it all down bitch and i'm like you absolutely should write that glass door review but i'm like i I don't know how Glassdoor works. I don't know if you can be anonymous or if you want to be anonymous. But like, I I also think the nuance is important of like naming names because not every person who worked there treated you badly. And you're right. The organization is doing some good. Yeah. So separating out where you feel the harm was really coming from, if that's what you choose to do, I think being more specific is better. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've worked with a lot of toxic people and there, there are people when people ask me about them i'm like yeah. yes i will tell you who was bad and why they were bad yeah. because it's it's a protective measure yeah and it, and for us it's hard because um the reins of power in hollywood are held by people and like there's such a culture of retaliation so it's like hard to simply be like do yeah. the thing that we tell people to do all the time which is like fucking name names I be mean, loud in public um, well, but you don't have to be in public that's right true. yes yes, yes, I, yes. I, I really don't know how Glassdoor works do you have to say like right. I worked there and this is my name and this is what I did yeah that's true I, don't, I have no idea I have no idea yeah but we, we don't know <laughs> uh, look I am I am also not careful about the thing Andrew is telling me about because I do I do blow people's spot up because I'm just like I don't want anyone else to get yeah fucking tricked and yeah. there's good people at this whatever show or organization yes, or whatever. Yes, of course. That I want to be like, those people are fine. You're fine over here. Yeah. This person is trash. Avoid. But I think it's like, uh, to me, the, the like being able to frame it as like, uh, what, what I said, I was, I sort of said there and then took it back, which is not that like, um, you know, again, quote unquote, good institutions should be held to a higher standard. Mm. But I think it's like completely like reasonable to frame this 
you know, whatever thing you do at public color as I was extra disappointed. I really mm. was h- hoping slash, you know, excited to work here mm-hmm. and these things were important to me and the the reality um of what it was compared to what it advertises itself as mm-hmm. um was a a huge disappointment i think that's like like just absolutely fair like like if we can't you know the other way to look at it is if we can't like get these fucking places who are supposed to be good right mm-hmm. how the fuck I know. Are like places that are outwardly evil ever going to change? Yeah. Like, it's all just so hopeless. Yeah. So, like, at least hold our, the shit that you can kind of control. Cause that's the thing, right? This is an institution that, like, at least kind of can be shamed. Yeah. <laughs> you but know? that also is why oh, I have a lot of feelings about that. That's also why places that are trying to do good get way more flack than places that are just outright bad. And people, that goes the same for people too. Yeah. Like those of us trying to be conscientious and walk through the world intentionally get screamed at way more online than. (laughs) Yes. And and because you all know that we'll listen mostly. And we'll, yeah. Or, or, Or at least have the capacity to, or the, you know, to want to change. Yeah, it's... Whereas the monsters just close their ears and go, you know, keep yelling. Yeah. But that that's why I think it's like... I, I guess that... But yeah, I, I kind of view that as not a positive, but a within the realm of what we have on the fucking table, a positive, yeah. which is like, at least these people can get better. This institution, I think, has a chance of getting better. Yeah. You know, maybe not high. I don't know. I wasn't there. But... Whereas, like, I don't know, just in name any number of, like, horrible, like, I mean, look, like, like a great example of this is, like, you're watching, um, I mean, like, any number of, like, sort of, like, Republican corruption things. And mm-hmm. it's, like, they're, like, fuck you. I don't care. We're corrupt. Like, we're mm-hmm. racist. Like, you know, whereas, like... You just can't, there's no doing anything with those people other than opposing them. I think you can shame a lot of them for uh, enough. I think you can keep shaming them. Well, yeah, yeah. Some of them will break down. Yeah, but but it's... A lot of people still care what other people think of them. Yeah, yeah. But it's not shaming over their ideas. It's just like making sure everyone knows they're repellent people. And and the reason to yell at racists, i.e. do this show, is not for the racists. It's for... No. Everyone else. It's to, as we've said many times, like to show that this community does not put up with this shit. And yep. to protect anyone who is like um vulnerable to the actions of those bigots, whatever they are. Yeah. So that's why to do this shit, I don't know. Oh, and then uh, if you don't want to be public, again, do not know how Glastro works. Nope. Have I said that? Is it a a, a subset of I think LinkedIn? I think it's... Yeah, I think it's like... Is it Yelp for jobs? It's like Yelp for jobs. Jeez. I think it literally is Yelp for jobs. I just typed in McDonald's on Glassdoor, and people did leave anonymous reviews of their experience working there. <laughs> Hell yeah. It looks yeah. like you can be anonymous. You can be anonymous. Okay, <laughs> the other thing you could do is you could uh, reach out to someone who still works there who has some sort of power. I don't You probably already did this before you left, but just to like detail your experience in the same way Andrew's saying, you know, like, hey, I was yeah. really disappointed. And because of the work we do, I don't want to harm the organization. But like, these are areas that I I think you need to yeah. fix. And for the people who come in and, yeah. you know, do the job after me, this you know, shit is these, real. these are my concerns. Like, find yeah. a sympathetic ear. And you're doing it because you care. Like, that. Yeah. that is the thing. It's like, like, you are not attacking this institution. You are trying to f- help fix it. Yeah. Um, That's like, a good. If that, you hated yeah. it, you would do nothing. 
we would let it fester. That is where I personally have to like check my motivations when I am like, you know, yeah. talking about. Because it feels, because you're angry. Like but right. I'm and, like, am I angry? And am I just trying to like, yeah. tell people about this because I'm mad? Or am I trying to do it to be like, hey, you should watch out or, or, hey, I think this should change. So yeah. I'm telling someone who I think can change. But this is part of why this is, that's why this podcast remains like in any way kind of fun <laughs> is that like. At least when we yell, it's like pretty justified. Yeah. <laughs> so like it does both yeah. things. We have, we don't yell that much these days. I don't know. There's less yelling. There's just more like talking about storms and cooking. Yeah. Oh man. But it is helpful. Like I've had job experiences where I've been mad at people who have recommended me for the job. Mm. I've said like, did you know that this person is very hard <laughs> to work with? And they're like, yeah. I mean. I didn't really kind yes and I'm like well, <laughs> I really should have known that yeah. Um, yeah and then it makes everything way more complicated and so I think it's just always better just to say it because it's exactly what you're describing of like had I known that I wouldn't have taken that uh job opportunity I yeah 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 so yeah uh, it helps yeah. And also, I mean, it sounds like this person was awful to you and probably awful to a lot of people, but also like people change on a fucking dime. You know yeah. how many people ask me like, hey, you worked with X. I've heard they're really difficult. And I'm like, what? They were a dream. They're one of my favorite people. And right. Like, oh, weird. Well, yeah. I mean, it is especially like, look, and, and you know, sometimes people don't change for the right reasons, but I kind of am like, they changed. <laughs> They changed, yeah. You know, or at least they were they yeah, and, and, in front of me. I and, don't know. And, you know, it's not like perfect, but there is something to be said, and we've said in the past, to like, at least they keep their shit to themselves. Yeah. They're like horrible mm-hmm. shit. I, I, you know, we don't even live in, a culture, live in a culture where people can like shut the fuck up about the horrible things they believe or do, you know. So at least shaming them back into shutting the fuck up is <laughs> regrettably a step in the right direction. I agree. Uh, <laughs> I agree. Oh, look at this. We've uh, done a beautiful episode. We've done a full-ass podcast somehow. The, the rain is the same? It's about the same. Here's what I'll tell you, listener. You can't wait to hear our episode of Yo, Can We Live? Yeah. Which will come out on Friday, but Get which ready. we're going to record right now. Yeah. And we're going to give you another weather update during that. <laughs> I just want to say, I really liked Andrew's sell of the Yo Can We Live thing because he corrected himself in the middle of it and said, I'm going to tell a really long story, actually short. I'm like, good, good correction. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very, I could make it long, but I won't. It's but it's, I hope long. you like it's long stories. It's short. It's, it's that about three sentences. It, it, it encapsulates so much of everything. Anyway, tune in. Uh, 323-389-7223. That's 323-389-RACE to leave a voicemail. I don't know. Fuck, fuck social media, obviously. But um, And thank you for subscribing at whatever level to sub- at suboptimalpods.com. We really appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Stay safe. Else? Stay safe. Stay safe. I mean, look, everybody. at this point, you're either safe or you're not, unfortunately. But Don't say that. Everybody, stay safe. We're wishing you to stay safe. We are wishing you, you are. to stay safe. Yes. Yeah. We're not we're not saying stay safe as advice. We're saying stay safe as a a tiding of good omen. I don't understand the difference. All right, goodbye, everybody. This is suboptimal.